Um, P, no, wrong. Hey, you, how was your week? Did you get enough sleep? Are you feeling okay? You look a little run down. How about some queen to pick you up? Welcome to Seaside Pod Review. Well, here in Sask, we went from no snow to go fuck yourself. Here's a whole bunch of snow. Huh. Sit back. Put your feet up. We're talking queen. Brand new angle. Highly commendable. Seaside Pod Review. Seaside Pod Review. Seaside Pod Review. So, Kev, do you think we should uh, podcast? Or? Well, it's very early in the day for podcasting, isn't it? It's pretty early, Kev. It's pretty early. Pretty, 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 pretty fucking early. You should tell the people why we're podcasting early. It's kind of a fairly big day in your house, really. Yeah, yeah. My boy turns 21 today. And uh, so we'll probably have a nice little meal here later on and uh, just to hang out with hang out with the lad. Yeah. Being 21, I told him, hey, you can go to the States now and drink and gamble he's he's so far away from anybody that drinks and gambles that's right <laughs> yeah like, yeah dad that'd be great well, it's funny eh? this generation doesn't drink in the same way we did when we were their age at all they just don't i mean i'm sure that some do but not on mass the same way that our generation did no no that was uh that was what we did that's what yeah. uh, that's what that's what we did that's what the weekends were for <laughs> There's really anything else to do though either, right? That's the other thing is like, well, what's that else you gonna do, you know? Yeah, fuck. Go throw some stones at a fucking wall or something. I mean, if you want to do that, that's you know, that'll that'll, that'll kill five minutes. You could do that. And then uh, you know what? Kev, mm. I was in uh, I was in the town of your very, very good friend Corey Morissette, and uh ah. you know, it's a beautiful, beautiful town. Okay. And I find Corey to be just a lovely, lovely, charming, charming human human being who apparently I heard through the grapevine was dissing old Uncle Randy on a whole other podcast. And I think maybe you might have been involved. So you guys think I don't listen to podcasts, but I have feelers out. I have, I have other people I've listened, you know, I have other people listening for me and stuff. And you you guys are, you guys are busted. Although uh, to be fair, he. He said that you, you suck too. So <laughs> that's okay. But something to the effect that, uh, you or I, or, or, you know, whatever, I'm just going to make this about me. Can't write a song as good as Taylor Swift. And I think he's absolutely right. Just judging by the numbers alone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh yeah, I mean, the, I mean, you've you, written one of Taylor's songs. You, you, I mean, the strongest, you know, your, your best song, I mean, it can't be more than, I don't know what, six or 7 million downloads where her weakest song is at least 50, you know? <laughs> <laughs> my fucking my best song has like ten thousand views, and I think I paid, I paid for like nine thousand of those. But you know what, though, I just want to—I just want because Corey, I don't know if he listens to this podcast or not, but uh, just I want Corey to know that I'm—I'm I'm coming for him. <gasps> uh, he's not going to know when. He's not going to know how. But I've been to Weyburn and I did some driving around. <laughs> Do we have um? Have we got have we got into podcast beef? Is that what we got going on here? So what what, what am I training you up to be in? A beef waiter. He was the one who started it, man. <laughs> I'm just an innocent, innocent man in all of this, and uh, I lay yeah, the blame it, squarely the feet of Mr. Corey Morissette. But Corey now Morissette. I feel and now I feel like Corey a kid Morissette. who's whose mummy mummy and daddy are fighting, and I don't want to be in the middle of this. Yeah, well, you're to fucking blame, so. <laughs> Who am <Yeah>. I to blame? <laughs> You're the child, no less. It's always the children's fault when people get divorced. I didn't do shit. You're just well, sitting there being a complete dick. Well, maybe that's your fucking problem. You weren't fucking doing shit, right? <laughs> you know, instead of trying to bring Corey and I together, you're pushing us apart. Well, I'll, I'll. What can I do? What can I do, Randy, to bring you closer back together? What is? What is it that I can do? I don't. I don't know. To I, facilitate. I think, the, I think the damage is done. Oh, I think no. fucking damage is done. And, uh, you know, I just, I don't know if there's any way out of this. So. It's going to be, it's going to be an epic battle between good and evil. The Cardinal of the Church, go fuck yourself. <laughs> and the, 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 the eater of worlds and podcasts in the middle of this, the Corey Morissette <laughs> podcast universe on the other side. This is going to be epic. 
It's the Wayburn Wrangler against the Cult of Cardinal. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> In the blue corner. So, uh, you know, we had a real turd of a song last week, hey? This fucking wild wind bullshit. Well, we, yeah, we didn't, we didn't dig it. And uh, it turns out, and neither did our listeners, although not overwhelmingly so. Closer than I thought. Do you remember our guesses? I I think I might have went. Uh, I think I went fifty five forty five. You did. In reaction to me going forty five fifty five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you overegged it. Had you gone? Well, I suppose no. If you'd gone fifty, you still wouldn't necessarily. Yeah, you'd have... still you'd have still got it. Yeah. So we got champion at forty six point two and biting the dust at fifty three point eight. I win. You do win. That's because you're a winner, Kev. On, on Facebook, Randy. Um, it was fifty four point two percent champion, forty five point eight percent bites the dust. So, I was oh. the I was the Twitter king, but you're the you're an even more of a Facebook king. Yeah, in in a way, in a way, I rule Facebook, yeah. which is a fucking dead dying thing, much like Twitter. But anyhow, let's move on. It's like being the world's tallest dwarf, isn't it? You know, it's not much of a, <laughs> not a great award, is it? <laughs> uh, yeah. There you go. Well, should we, should we get in some comments and talk about what uh, what our lovely listeners said? I think uh, I think now's the time. Well, my pal Sean McGinnity from the Sean Geek and Fast Fret podcast says, Horrible? Nah. Great? Nah. Feels like a passage between songs more than an actual song. It never quite takes off. Would I skip it if it came up? Nope. I enjoyed it like a current Marvel movie that sets up the next movie instead of being good on its own. I hate Winnipeg. And you know what? I don't really... I, I, the whole Marvel thing, I don't mind him as movies, but I don't get head up about it. Yeah. I kind of get what he's... I kind of get what Sean's saying there. Um, Rob Hatton says, This is in no man's land for me. One day it could be a champion, and on another, it could bite the dust. Today I'm going for champion, perhaps just because you two dusted it. Well, fuck, Rob, <laughs> come on, man. I like the guitar solo a lot and the chorus, so I guess they tip the scales. Go fuck yourselves. Well, yeah, and, also, and also, fuck you, Rob. It is attitude, yeah. isn't it, Randy? Yeah, what have we ever done to Rob? Attitude. I know. I don't even really know, but he seems pretty pissed off. Or maybe he's really kind of starting to find religion. David E. Wilson says, a good Roger song squeezed through the Queen filter usually comes out at the other end an absolute banger. Like Gaga or Doodle-Doodle-Doo. Good, uh, good luck with that one, Randy. Thanks, Dave. Uh, but for some reason, this one just remains a middling Roger solo album track. Albeit great bass and guitar solo. Dusty poos. And Kev, what is mm. T-W-T-D-O-O-L? I don't know what that fuck that is. Well, it's off the Innuendo album. I think we did it already. I mean, I'm sure, I think what he means is T-A-T-D-O-O-L, which would be These Are The Days Of Our Lives, which is oh. the... Uh, the song that is not these were those were the days of our lives, which is the point. So he's getting even more cryptic now. Now he's giving you not not the acronym of the song title, I know, but the acronym of one of the lines in the song. So you're you're fucked, dude. You're just yeah. Fucked. I'm in rough shape here, Dave. Thanks. Uh, Alex Small says too late to vote, but it's a champion of the back and forth vocals with Fred and Raj and Brian's guitar playing. Don't get the dislike for this power pop queen rock. And uh, yeah, hopefully you got your vote in, Alex. I think the po- polls stay open right until Tuesday, right? Yeah. All right. Ian Winnick at John Loves Julie. There was a young fellow named Roger whose lyrics got stodgier and stodgier. They fell short of art, but when they came from the heart, the best ones came right from his acute sense of social justice. Dust it, baby. Randy, <laughs> that's pretty fucking great. Uh, I love, <laughs> I, uh, I LOL'd when I read that. It's Twitter week. It's Twitter week. And who the fuck's it gonna be? I don't know. Surely I do not know. But there's a gonna be a tweet. It's gonna be the tweet of the week. I do like a limerick, and I like one that subverts the form right at the end. Very well played, Ian. Nice work. Thomas Brunkard says, I covered the solo during COVID and it nearly broke me. Champion, again. 
We should just throw a little bit of um, Thomas playing this here. So into, I watched that. It's really nice playing. Sweet, hey. Not bad. If I do Very nice. Myself. Very nice. Andy Hall at Andy Hall Radio says, innuendo is so hit and miss for me, but one thing I will say is that separating champions from dusters becomes so much easier towards the end of Queen's discography. Ride the Wild Wind always felt derivative of something I'd already heard before, and for me, that's the difference. Dust. That's a really good point, too, because I hadn't thought of it in those terms, but it's super derivative. It's almost deriv- derivative of Roger himself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Now, do you yeah. know what that gift's from, Randy? Classic movie, one of my favorites. Do you know what it's from? No. No, maybe I do, but... You're killing me, Smalls! The Sandlot. Oh. Remember that movie? Yeah. It seems to me I, saw, I might have saw that. That's like from the 80s or something, right? Yeah, great. Well, uh, maybe 90s. Great coming-of-age movie. You see, for us, baseball was a game. But for Benjamin Franklin Rodriguez, baseball was life. Oh, nice. Uh, Ruddy Rutherford, fit like photography sigh he says <clears throat> my greatest achievement calling a pod ept correctly <laughs> tarnished <laughs> by a subpar song it's not like that i don't like it but it's very meh it's the mattest of <laughs> meh tunes <laughs> uh, at least tracks i dislike still provoke an emotion <laughs> if mundanity could be heard this is it hey 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 yeah uh, you know i like how i like how he turned meh a non-word into a verb i think it was a mm-hmm. adjective mm-hmm. And possibly even a noun so yeah good work ready and dieter from my chameleon days says last week's champion is this week's dustbin roger <laughs> this song is so dusty that even the voice of one freddie mercury couldn't rescue it a complete disaster aka car crash yeah i agree i didn't like it uh, much at all as a matter mm-hmm. of fact i kind of don't really remember how it goes <laughs> that's always a good it's always a good sign isn't it when you can't even remember a single note <laughs> Stephen Russell says it creates an atmosphere and I do have a little bit of a soft spot for it but the lyrics are very clunky and it just does the same thing all the way through dust and that was my main criticism of that song it just yeah. never goes anywhere no B section or... okay Roger we've done this now let's move on um, at midwife Nikki Nikki says I'm one of those diehard Roger fans it's a champion yeah the lyrics are trite yeah it's 90s queen but I don't care I'll push the envelope before I'll ever sit on this fence. Incorporating lyrics from the song into the comment. We always like that. That's good. That's good. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) Nice work, Nikki. Andrew Holloway. He says, you know what he says, Kev? Do you want to know? Like, should I fucking tell Um, you? Is it important? Just go around Andrew. Like, what's your problem with Andrew's what I'm fucking saying, all right? He's all right. What's the matter with Andrew? (laughs) He's all right. (laughs) What's the matter with He's all right. Anyhow, he says just about creeps into champion territory. As usual, by this stage, Roger's lyrics aren't great, but the song summons up just enough atmosphere to get it over the line. Thanks, Andrew. And our good pal E.M. Ling says it's crazy to think Roger wrote uh, one of the best tracks of the album, Days of Our Lives, and one of the worst, the above. So <laughs> I don't think yeah. I don't think he likes it. And he's quite right. And Black Pie says, in quotes. Bollocks, just back in the studio and Fred wants to sing this song as well. How many bang average tunes with dopey lyrics do I have to write? It's just not like the good old days anymore. Oh well, there's always the next album. Roger Taylor Diaries, episode 75, chapter 5. Not good enough. Dust. I'm liking <laughs> that we're getting more entries from the Roger Taylor Diaries coming out. This is <laughs> this most is excellent. I, these are, these are uh, I mean, maybe that you guys are all aware of this uh, diary that's been released, but I've never heard it. <laughs> <laughs> Black Pie, I really think you should release this out this uh, this diary. I think I think Roger will be okay with it. I mean, he's got a sense of humor. Oh no, yeah, not about him, not about himself though. That's right. Paul Bradbury, dreadful song. Innuendo has some real highs. This is not one of them. And uh, Jay Ford says, "I'm going to cut it some slack on this one. I think the tone of Freddie's voice and Brian's playing, which has always been real to my ears, not synth, does it for me. Roger's lyrics are always daft, but there are songs worse than this in the catalog. Champion, thanks for the laughs. Thank you very much, Justin." Ooh, and this is uh, Rob Maher, uh, who calls himself Ma Raha Rules. <laughs> Wait a minute. Mob Rules? Rob Mar? I just realized that if you switch the first letters in his first and last name, it spells 
mob rar. Okay, never mind. I like that. <laughs> That's good. That, <laughs> that works. Uh, another one of Innuendo's seven filler songs. Not even filler, more like packing nuts. <laughs> that sachet in, in parcels used to soak up moisture. Silica gel. I mean, dust. <laughs> Very nice. I like that. I was going to say another one bites the silica gel. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, Tom Bojay says dust, as if my opinion even matters after reading some of the other comments. <laughs> I'm effing floored. Someone could champion this thing and keep a straight face while saying they like it. Uh, it's a real world wind. Uh, and uh, it's his note, if Freddie actually sang whirlwind, <laughs> I could champion the bugger. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that would save it for me, Tom, but... Me neither, but hey, Tom, I'm glad you're on my side. I'm glad you're an ally. <laughs> Paul Warboff says, as soon as I saw it was Ride the Wild Wind, I wanted to vote champion. Uh, so that's what I've done. One of the good songs from Innuendo, which is a bit of a hidden gem on the album. We are very much, sir, in disagreement there. Uh, Paul at H. Patchkit says, as much as I love Roger, this is dust. He played it live on the Happiness Tour, which was nice to hear, but still not great. And Chrissy says, one of those songs I think is fantastic from a distance, but upon closer inspection, it's just a bit boring and uninspired. Dust. Sorry, Roger. I like it. Maybe it's Chrissy. I don't know who it is, but someone always apologizes to the writer. That's good. I like that. <laughs> but yeah, because Roger, despite Roger's shitty lyrics, I'm sure he put, you know, half ass into it. I don't know. You know. I bet you he spent up, upwards of upwards of... Two five hours to, writing that song. <laughs> five to ten minutes on those lyrics and then the rest <laughs> on the... Yeah. Uh, and PJ at New Mercury says, I only play this song when I'm playing the album in full. I'd never skip it, but I wouldn't stick it on a playlist so it can consume dust. Oh, well, there you go. Consume yeah. dust. Ew, that's going to be, you know... Yeah. That's, that's going to be taking mean. a lot of dust in, yeah. Like English food. Yeah. Richard Hearn. Roger. <laughs> Richard Hearn says, I remember on my initial listen to Innuendo liking both this and I Can't Live With You. Maybe because both are easily catchy. Then on repeated listens, realized I kept losing concentration. The weakest of his vehicle trilogy. And I'm con and I'm counting Hijack My Heart in there. Petrol soaked dust. <laughs> petrol, that's, uh, that's gasoline to you, Randy. We call it petrol oh, in the UK. Isn't that, that funny? Was, it is funny. You English, you got a word for everything, hey? <laughs> Except Schadenfreude, we needed to borrow the German word for that. Or cafe, actually, no. Yeah. Most most of the words are actually from other places. So let's not get onto that, Jack. Um, Jim C at Curtis Sparkles, just another late period Queen track that confirms their golden period was up to and including the game. It's absolute garbage. Dreary. Will this do music? Stupid sound effects. Terrible lyrics. Jesus fucking Christ! Do I even like this band? <laughs> uh, that's that, when I read that. I howled. It's like. He's got all his time invested in this fucking Queen albums and podcasts and on here commenting on Twitter and engaging and you're, you know, and then you just like, you know, it's like a moment of clarity, you know, he's like, what do I even like this fucking <laughs> Oh my Lord. Uh, uh, my, Michael Cayley just says Canyonero. Now look, you're much more of a symptoms efficient, Simpsons aficionado than I am, Randy. Canyonero. Yeah. What, what is this? Well, have you never seen the Canyonero uh, episode? I don't know if I have. It's it's just it's just where they're selling a hugely overpriced, too big for the road, gas guzzling SUV to the Simpsons, and uh, and they sell it with this really nice song. I mean, if you've never heard it, you should play it. It's brilliant. Wow, this is roomy. <laughs> Love the reverb there. <laughs> yeah. Can you name the truck with four-wheel drive? Smells like a steak and seats 35. Can you narrow? Can you narrow? Well, it goes real slow with the hammer down. It's the country pride truck endorsed by a clown. Can you narrow? Oh, my Lord. You know what's funny is that that's not that far away from a lot of truck adverts in, the, in North America. No, not really, no. Oh, that's probably not why it's really. funny. Uh, Lynn Davidson says to weigh in on the whirl versus world debate. I think it's whirl. Freddie often enunciated L's at the end of words very deliberately. It's one of those things I like most about his vocals. So I think he's just landing firmly on that L before moving on to wind. I don't. I mean, I don't know. If you really make an L hard, it still doesn't sound like a D to me because whirl, 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 world, world. World and, 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 and they're different. They're, but, li they're not. They're not different. They're different. I guess 
the only other thing too is is that the saying is not whirlwind it's whirlwind like that is the the two words jammed together which was the, was the problem yeah. fucking... so that's why it's got to be whirl that's what, all i'm saying lisa malloy <laughs> uh mr brown tis me that is very fond of innuendo though lynn uh davidson who we just read uh, may also be a big fan as well this song is not a skipper for me but it just gently squeaks across the line as champion and Steve, 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 <laughs> and Steve at Queen Rock says, "Innuendo used to be my favorite album until I started listening to this podcast." Oh no, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, it has some incredible highs, but songs like this one, uh, "I Can't Live Without You" and "Delilah" uh, weigh it down considerably. For me, the biggest offense is the program drums; they're dreadful. And I do believe Steve is a, a drummer, so I can see why he would uh, not like the program drums. And you know what? I just got to just point out real quick that I'm going to say his name properly this time, that Steve, he took the time to spell out, I can't live without you. And I read that fucking like a champ. Did you want to try reading that again though? No, I want to fuck something up. <laughs> what did I get wrong? What, what, what does it actually say? Read the words individually. With you. Fuck. I said without <laughs> you. Okay. Anyway, moving on. That's a good edit point. <laughs> um, I'll okay, I did not. I did not read that flawlessly. <laughs> Steve, you're a wonderful guy. Kev, go fuck yourself. I, I shall do that presently. Um, yes. Barry John Williams uh, says this song has always sounded like a bit of a jigsaw, with Freddie singing stitched together from separate takes. Which, considering how ill he was at the time, is probably all they could do. Champion, because I always give Freddie a pass on this album, except for meow, Delilah. <laughs> And uh, not to be a uh, contrarian, but I would assume that most vocals are, are cut from, from different takes. Uh, For sure. Just in my, my, my experience, anyhow. Prime Jive Funster says, unfortunately, Dust. I usually love the Roger Freddy combo vocally, but this track should have been on a Roger Taylor solo record. Had Freddy been well, perhaps he could have molded it into a better song. As is, it's too long and missing a bridge or B section that could have made it okay. And I think that's something I commented on somewhere that, yeah, you know, when you're coming in and they're really, maybe even on the episode where Fred's not doing well, he's not got the strength to sort of say, look, Rog, I don't have time <laughs> or the energy to fix this because let's just go with it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Good. Uh, it could be Blair, 98, Dust. The original demo is better with the Roger vocal, but it's still not great. Could have been all right if played with real instruments like in the old days. Mm. And Paul Rowley follows that up with, although far better than other later tracks, Sea Rain Must Fall, it's just not a good song. The shitty synth, pointless car sounds, and irritating hey hey hey's <laughs> means it's a one-way ticket to planet dust. And yeah, I, I really found those hey hey hey's just so unnecessary. And yeah, irritating is good. The synth didn't bother me. The car song sounds, yeah. Man, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> maybe, and maybe I... Maybe I said this uh, at, during the episode, I'm not sure, but, and what year was this, Kev? This song was 1991 was in the end. 91. Okay. I was going to say that maybe those sound effects might've been sort of a bigger deal back then, but fuck in the nineties. Yeah. It would have been easy peasy lemon squeezy to get some fucking car sounds fucking all blasting all over there. Uh, Daniel Flett says the dusty cousin of the other Roger Carr song. <laughs> Love this song when first listened to innuendo, but it's crap. Despite classic. Deaky bass runs and great guitar. Yeah, because the guitar and bass are really good on that song. It's yeah. Everything else. <laughs> it's just, it's just <laughs> but you know, really, you know, if you're asking the bass line to save an entire fucking song, yeah. it's not really reasonable. You're fucked. Um, Aaron Mullen says this would probably count as a decent Roger Taylor solo track, but even with positive contributions from Freddie, Bry, and John, this is still a below average Queen effort. Don't hate it, but overall, just a bit meh. Dust, I'm afraid. And Harry Hussey says, I'm far too sentimental with regard to innuendo, though I do recognize that much of the album is less stellar than I used to think. This is still a decent, upbeat song and fits the album well. Lots better than much of what The Cross did. Champion. Narrowly. I think it's right on par with a lot of The Cross stuff, to be honest with you, but that's just me. Uh, Dominic Beer says, Absolute bottom drawer queen. In my opinion, one of the worst songs in their catalog. Possibly a contender for bottom ten. Why crowbar car effects into the song? It just doesn't make sense. 
the whole thing sounds like a reject from the Cross's Shove It album to me. And I'm not familiar with uh, the, the Cross, so. You can shove it. And finishing off Twitter, we have uh, Brian Crozier saying more stuff, <laughs> more like surf the tsunami of shite. <laughs> Dust that fucker. I like that. That's uh, that's good. <laughs> that's good. That's a better title too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and Harry Hussey had posted Randy, and I haven't heard this actually. There's, a, there's an early version here with the guide vocals. Let's just listen to a wee bit of it just to see. the other one i'm not gonna yeah, lie maybe a, maybe a bit it still it still seems like a turd that's been polished <laughs> still not overall randy you just don't like the song that's that's really the nuts and bolts of this whole goddamn thing okay over on facebook richard Stott said uh so glad i didn't do what i did last week and vote before listening to the full episode when i saw that it was ride the wild wind much like kev i had fond memories and was sure it'd be a champion then i heard it again and literally got goosebumps cringing over the terribleness of it Absolute <laughs> dog shit. The fact that Freddie had to sing this while ill makes my blood boil. His poorly and vulnerable voice sounds so good on stuff like The Show Must Go On, Mother Love, and even The Hitman. But this is a waste of the remaining time Fred had left. Sorry, that's probably a bit harsh, but this song is rubbish. On a different note, supper's ready with the added engine noises had me creased. I was in the break room at work and trying to suppress the laughter. <laughs> I think I played you the end of that, right? Or at the end of the episode there, I, I threw that in because, oh man, when I did because we were talking about it in the episode. Um, fuck me, that made me laugh when I did it. It's a fun edit. <laughs> nice. I, I make me laugh, Randy. Well, you know what? You should be able to make yourself laugh because mm. odds are you're going to be the only one laughing. Patrick McCarthy says it's one thing for a 20 something to fetishize irresponsibility and breaking the speed limit, the folly of youth and all that. But by his 40s, I prefer Roger's voice to whisper, tease the clutch, check your mirror, don't forget your seatbelt, etc. <laughs> oh, right. That ain't dangerous enough for you. <laughs> In the dustbin you go then. I do like the synth noises. <laughs> that's, that's, that's pretty great. That's pretty hilarious. Nice work, Patrick. <laughs> Uh, and Nick Croft says, 20-year-old me in 1991 liked this track. Driving my 1970s Datsun 180B two-door SSS sports coupe with the windows down and the cassette tape playing. Fond memories, champ. Very Nick nice, got, Nick. A 1970s Datsun 180B two-door SSS sports coupe. That's, that's a fucking long name for a small car. There might, there might be an extra S in there. <laughs> <laughs> And I drove a B two ten for a short period of Datsun, so uh, we're actually really great little cars back in the day. Suzanne Morris says the best part of this song is John's bass. The rest is waffle, and the hey 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 stuff just grates. A definite skipper and bites the dust for me. Yeah, I think we're all in agreement about those hey hey hey's, eh? Um, Russell Watkins says champion for me. I like the feel and movement of the track. It has a simplicity that is quite charming. Uh, it could sound great in a movie soundtrack. Hmm. Yeah, you could put it in a movie, maybe without vocals. You could sort of turn, ram it turn in down there and low. Be okay. Turn down low. Turn down low. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe playing in an, maybe playing in another room. You know. Yeah. Like yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah, or you know what. When the guys at the gas station, that. when the guys at the gas station filling up, that's just what's playing on the on the car radio as he's as he you know on his soft top before it turns off. Little incidental music, exactly. There we go. Uh, Mary Cam says, "I see some of the issues, but still like it. Still a champion. I actually think it's a better fit for Roger's voice 
than Freddy's. Uh, there's a demo version out there with Roger singing it. That is nice. And you know what uh, Donnie Hall says? Come on, Kev. Do you want to know? Well, you're going to tell me anyway. Stop asking. Get on with it, man. No, I want you to. I want you to. I want you to want it. That's okay, I want it. I want it. I need it. Well, Don says. Donnie says. I feel like this song. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like the feel of the song when I'm listening to the album. Standalone. It doesn't cut it. It's a duster. Steve, in square brackets, who also goes by Steve, who also is known as Pepin, says bites the dust. I tend to skip this on the album because I really like all God's people. Sorry, folks. And <laughs> what is the deal with Roger and cars? Thinking love with my car was a one-time fling. 16 years later, he obviously still wants to fuck his carburetor. He needs serious help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I mean, I worked as a mechanic for a few years, and uh, I don't know, I mean, Raj, stay, stay, stay away from my workbench there, buddy. <laughs> Michael J. Fox, I mean, Smith, says, it's clearly not a champion song, but I enjoy listening to it, and I like the feel of it, so I'm voting a champion. It's interesting that some liked it back when they first heard it, but not now. The song hasn't changed, but we do. Uh, yeah, and I think maybe I'd kind of brought that up, how, how tastes change, hey? And, mm -hmm. and yeah, the stuff that uh, is shiny and new and, and, and not too sophisticated when you're 16 is pretty easy to like. Mm -hmm. When you get a little more advanced age, it's, uh, it's like, I don't know. I'm not sure about that. But uh, either way, our friend Sharina Shurmeka says, Dust. The only redeeming quality of this song is Freddie's voice. Definitely an album filler and a skipper. Never liked it. Thanks, Serena. Well, well, there you go. Never liked it. So I never had any time for it, which, you know, I mean, I, yeah, like I, said, I certainly did, but Serena, Serena never had the fucking time of day for that bullshit. Alan Dudney says, not heard it for ages from an album I hardly ever play. I think it would have been better with Roger singing. I agree. Uh, I agree there's more skippers towards the end of the Queen catalogue. Great show as usual, and I'm looking forward to your dude me looks like a lady effort. <laughs> or dude looks like a lady effort. Friends sang this at, at me back in the day when the long blonde locks were still there. Nothing in common with the record these days unless the B-side was bald fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Alan, dude, he looks like a lady. <laughs> Uh, Matt Williams says it's a lackluster piece of cheese and even Freddie sounds unconvincing especially as he didn't drive and got chauffeured around everywhere <laughs> appropriate <laughs> car noises for the amount of dust it creates <laughs> and uh, Jim C's back from uh, over on Twitter he's invaded Facebook he says shite next <laughs> well I gotta I gotta say Kev some mm. pretty uh, excellent uh, responses this week uh, clever many of them uh, super funny. So yeah, we, we've got to work it out with Twitter of the week this week. I think Randy, I think so. But you know what? Shite next. We we've got to pick the next song here. So we're going to spin this wheel that's rammed with 97 remaining album tracks um, from the queen catalog to find out what we're going to talk about on today's episode. Anything, you know, it's, it's sort of mid afternoon or latish afternoon here now in Saskatoon. I don't know if that's going to affect your mood and what you want to listen to. Cause usually we record at 10 at night and we're recording a lot earlier. So is there anything you want to listen to today, Randy? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm, because he wants to listen to There is. There is. Actually, uh, the other night, I put the game on and was reminded how much I enjoyed that album. But you know what? Fuck that shit. I want to hear Mustafa off of jazz. Mustafa. I've never heard it, and I don't know anything about it, but I like the name. Oh, okay. I'm going for a song that we were talking a little bit about. I can't remember who was, who was talking about it now on, on, on the twits. And I was listening, I threw it on straight away after a lick because I love it. The Millionaire Waltz. Um, it's a song that I'm pretty sure you won't know. It's from A Date of the Races and we're almost 100% champion. No, you fucking downvoted Drows, didn't you? You bloody galloping prick. Let me guess. So, it's in three-quarter time. I'm not telling you. You'll have to wait until we get it. 6-8. I'll accept nothing less. It's in 1216. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's see what we do get. We're, we're going old school. We, we, well, I mean, you know, we're both going 70s, so we are getting... Ah. All right. Okay. We haven't had very much from this album at all. Um, so we've got one today. What are we getting, Randy? Keep passing the open windows from the works. Yes, yeah, so this is only our second 
song from the album. That's actually incredible, hey? The only song we've had so far. It's crazy. I mean, there's only nine songs on it, so, you know, but still. I think odds are we'd have one more, hey? Yeah, you would have thought so. Statistically, I think probably we should have. Um, yeah. But we didn't. So there you go. Six, episode 63, keep passing the open windows. Uh, and I will say this. I'm pretty sure I've never heard it. Are you how familiar are you with the works, Randy Jan? I mean, you know, Hammer to Fall, Wanna Break Free. Um, maybe it's a hard life. Would you know? Possibly. I can't say. I, I would have to look at the track listing, which I do not have in front of me here. All right. Um, let's do that for you, Randy. Let's bring up the uh, track listing. So you've got well, Radio Gaga, obviously I missed. So Gaga, yeah. Wanna Break Free, Hammer to Fall. Those are the three that you would know. Yeah. It's a hard life was released as a single, so on a. I think yeah. you might know that one if you heard it. Maybe, hey, maybe. Yeah. Just off of its title, I I don't. Uh... Okay, well, um, you don't know anything about this song, Randy. Keep passing the open windows. I know it very well. So, what should we do now? What's our next job? I think I think we should. Uh, I think we should just really just get right down the rabbit hole and do our fucking research. Roger, 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 Roger. You have to stop interfering with motor vehicles. Seriously, dude. We're the Automatron community are concerned for your and our own well-being. Seek help before it's too late. You weirdo. Hey, Kev. Yeah, so uh, this one's written by uh, Mr. Mercury. It's a long one at 521. Uh, and we got all the usual suspects doing all the usual things with maybe the slight exception of Freddy uh, getting uh, credit for playing all the synths. Uh, recorded in September of 83 at the record plant in L.A., which I'm not I, I'm not sure how much they recorded there. It might be the first time I remember uh, that coming up. And then uh, looks like maybe possibly finished or mixed in uh, Musicland Studios in Munich in January of 84. Uh, and the really interesting thing uh, I found out about this, which of course I've never heard the song, is that it was actually written uh, for a soundtrack to the movie uh, the Hotel uh, New Hampshire, which was written by a uh, Canadian-American novelist. So there mm-hmm. you go. So yeah, the I mean, the record plant, they definitely, so they recorded most of the works there, mm-hmm. you know, there and, and Munich and whatnot. But it was where, it was also where Brian recorded a Starfleet project with Eddie oh. Van Halen. So I think oh, yeah. maybe that was a little, a little, hey, guys, we should go record here. It's a really cool space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very, very likely could be. Um, yeah, the Hotel New Hampshire, a film I know really nothing at all about, Randy. I've never seen it. Um, I certainly haven't. Orion Pictures invites you to spend the time of your life at the Hotel New Hampshire, where everything happens that could happen between a man and a woman, a boy and a girl, and a bear. Brady and John are out here fooling around with each other again. They're perverts. We are no- it stars Jodie Foster, Bo Bridges, Rob Lowe, Natasha Hinsky, and mm-hmm. Wilford Brimley, um, which is a pretty, that's a pretty stellar cast. Um, yeah. Made 5.1 million box office versus a budget of 7.5, so not, not a smash. Do you want to hear no. my uh, Wilford Brimley impression? Do it. It's the right thing to do. <laughs> Done. Diabetes. Diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's terrible it's terrible i know but <laughs> it's fucking great well seth green's in it too it was his film debut wow oh no way well there we go yeah so well and you know always writing for a we've, we've said this before writing for a soundtrack is always can always be a bit tricky and i guess i was reading somewhere um if i can find it here randy geez louise i'm all over the place i think yeah i think writing writing a song like with lyrics and i mean that's what i mean by you know song with yeah, for a soundtrack would be be seriously challenging. Um, you know, without lyrics and just scoring and composing, significantly easier, I would say for most uh, for most musos. Yeah, and it's I guess it comes from um, that comes directly from the book that the movie's based on, and the book or, and the movie that keep passing the open windows is a phrase that's used throughout, and it's um, the family's way of telling each other to persevere. So there you go. That's that's where the that's where the phrase comes from. And I'd read that um, Jim Beach, actually, um, the manager, Queen's manager, long-time manager, was, so it's also co-produced by him, this this song. And I guess he changed 
a few things in order to suit the mood of the album better. So obviously, once it was decided that they weren't going to use it for the movie, um, then they put it on this album. Then I think they needed just a few tweaks. So, try to listen to it, Randy. Yeah, why don't we give that a listen? Be strong and believe in yourself Forget all the sadness Cause love is all you need Love is all you need Love that piano here Big, nice, big, fat sound. I just really love how they went from the halftime feel to the full-time feel with, yeah, just, just with Deaky's bass coming in. We haven't heard actually the full-time, well, we've heard no drums, but uh, yeah, yeah, great start. Well, apart from that snare intro, right? Because you get that snare intro and it's like, oh, fuck, Roger's playing real drums again. Yay! Nice. Kind of the, the rhythm of this has always reminded me a little bit of um, Don't Stop Me Now. It's got that same same kind yeah. of tempo, same kind yeah. of feel with the piano, you know? Did you, uh, speaking of Freddie and Whirl and World Wind, mm-hmm. did you hear how just now how he pronounced year? It was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so who knows? The fuck. Yeah. World, Whirl. Look, let's get off Ride the Wild Wind, Randy. We're not listening to the Indian. We're listening to the fucking how Keep come- Passing the Old Windows. <laughs> You stop believing everything's gonna be alright. Next minute you're down and you're flat on your back. A brand new day's beginning. Get that sunny feeling and you're on your way. Just believe. Just keep passing the open window. Just believe. So I always like when a, a verse cuts into the chorus and there's overlap on the vocal. I don't know why. I yeah. always just think that's it's kind of a neat thing. And you get the, that fucking huge pan on the on the guitar trills there, hey? That's yeah, that's that's some uh that's some real quality panning. You know? <laughs> Who doesn't like a good a good set of pans? But I was just gonna say this, Kev. Roger's uh, snare drum kind of sounds like a wet newspaper. You don't like it. If if you like your snare to sound like a wet newspaper, then they've got it dialed. Nailed in. Yeah. So I'm just saying, if that's what you like, this <laughs> this is it. It's This is where you're to, to get your sample from. It's also very, very MIDI, if you've, if you've noticed. And not a ton of kick drum, but I mean, yeah. but it sounds like a real, uh, sounds like a real kit. That's kind of the game, really. Oh, sorry, the works. That's The works kind of sounds like that. It's, I know it's a criticism that people have made of the album as a whole on production side is that the drums are a bit a bit lackluster. Oh, is and that right? Was, yeah, and it was, the, so this is the album before Kind of Magic where, again, you know, the drums on Kind of Magic don't always fucking sound great. They're a bit thin and sometimes not even real. So this this production, this this drift into this sort of production aesthetic definitely was fairly consistent across most of this album. I would say this, in even in very, very modest uh, uh, studios when you're recording a drum set, You'll have two mics on the snare. You'll have one at the top and then one at the bottom. Uh, and it sounds like in this particular case, they've got too much of the, the, the snare, the bottom. Right. Uh, just, just, just for my, for my sound, for my, mm-hmm. my taste. That's all subjective, right? Well, because it's subjective doesn't mean there aren't the right way to do it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you know, like you said, I mean, that, that's one of those things that, as we've talked about lots, these are professionals. I mean, this, you know, they, Mac did this and it's, it's queen. And so that's it's clearly, that's the sound they were going for. Yeah. Yeah. You know? No, no, there, there would have been, there would have been uh d- deliberate 
There would have been intentions. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. the lyrics so far randy how are they hitting you i no 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 beef and i was going to say that uh i forget who the engineer was but uh some really really nice uh delay work you know what i mean and so this is yeah. this is w- w- way before the days of being able to program that uh um yeah yeah don't think you could have programmed it then okay um so so that's some really 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 handy work it's, it's really nice it's really nicely done uh hats off so apart from the snare and maybe the kick, like so everything else though, I think sounds yeah, great. yeah, like sounds... Freddie's, and Freddie's vocal just man, he's in so peak good. form, you know. And I, I so far, and I honestly have not really been paying super close attention just yet. I've been reading them as they come by, but the lyrics yeah. seem fine. So, intro, verse, chorus, verse, chorus. You ready for a little bit more now? Fucking born ready. Uh, we're watching the official video, yeah. but if you noticed, a, I don't know, a minute ago, Brian <laughs> Brian was holding some long, like, you know, femur from like a, like a fucking elephant <laughs> or something. It looked like he was in the wrong band. It looks like he should be playing in uh, uh, there. That's the shot there. <laughs> yeah. uh, he's like, you should be playing in wasp or something, you know, <laughs> Wasp. <laughs> I do believe that that's, I think it's from the, it's a hard life. Oh, it could, it could be, I don't know where it's from, but it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Now they're all standing here with their leather pants and their their wrapped red shirts. This is the video from this is the video from Radio Gaga. <laughs> Freddie looks like he's he's the quarterback and he's gonna go out and <laughs> lob, lob some balls. Like the quarterback from one of those lingerie leagues that they brought in. Forty one. Forty two. Oh yeah, Randy, I found the bone guitar. So they see he's in court. <laughs> Get Roger's rough. <laughs> Roger. He's got his tights on. Uh, brilliant. I love it. That's kind of nice, eh? Using the intro as the bridge. I like that. I like that way of doing it because the intro becomes then the C section, so you can just kind of go back to that and come back yeah. in there, and it gives you something different from the the verse chorus yeah. pair. Yeah, probably they had the bridge and they thought, "Fuck, we don't have an intro." Okay, let's steal the chorus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, brilliant. It's good. Uh, the, the the drums in that section were, uh, and not I'm talking about the playing, but. Mm-hmm. It's like they're way over on the left side. It's like they're not even in the same fucking room. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow. Well, again, more, more on the drums. We're going to be talking about the drums lots on this album, Randy. Well, apparently, see, I didn't, I didn't know that that was uh, a thing, but it's, I'm actually surprised to let it go. If I'm mm. being honest with you.
to a nice sort of two-part Brian solo, that trademark thing where he'll play, you know, over the top of it. And I don't know. I, I like that solo. Yeah. Yeah. It's super tasty. I like it. Yeah. yeah. And following their melody, you know, it follows the vocal melody to start, which is another you yeah. know, super neat trick you can do as a guitarist. Yeah. And... Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I mean, because so lots of guitar players can just hoodla hoodla all day and night, but it's, it's, it's incorporating melody with it and, and knowing, you know, like, you know, playing slow doesn't mean that you can't play fast. It's okay to follow a melody. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and I mean, you know, Brian's a technician in that. So. Oh, Jesus. I mean, uh, an obsessive, I'd say I'd go even as far yeah. as say that. Right. So yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. That, that bit, that little guitar, the, the the you know the big harmony guitar is like we are queen. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, that's the queeniest little bit so far. Yeah, uh, and isn't it grand? Like, isn't that why we're all here? Isn't that, yeah, isn't that so why they're good. selling the fucking tickets? Yeah, absolutely. That's what I want to hear. Obviously, this is not a video format podcast, uh, but for our listeners, when Brian was playing that little lick there right at the end, I saw Mr. Randy was really appreciating it. <laughs> no, Kev, I wasn't. You weren't? Were you grimacing? No. It was hurt. It hurt my ears, and that was oh, just no. my way of coping. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you know, keep passing the open windows. That's the first time listening for Mr. Woods here. The Cardinals never heard this song before to his. Uh, I was going to say shame, but it's no shame, Randy. It's no shame. Um, but what we should do is we should play this again and let you have a full listen without me yabbering on and giving my ill-informed opinions. This is the only life for me. some nice guitar in that outro randy <laughs> there's some nice guitar in a lot of places all through yeah okay well um i went first last week randy so you've had a, an, a sort of a, an interrupted listen and a full listen so now you got to make your mind up keep passing the open windows it's five minutes 21 it's freddie mercury piano driven song mainly is it one of the champions or does it bite the dust? You know how I don't really like long songs, Kev. Mm. I found a lot of this quite distasteful, but I'm lying. Well, you know, Kev, uh, that's my vote, but you're a wily, just an unruly bugger. Need to shave. Needs a haircut. Needs a fucking decent set of headphones. But you know what? <laughs> we put up with you. So is this a champ or does this one bite the mother flipping dust? You know I'm going to vote, Randy. I do, yeah. Are the champions, my friends. 
Yeah, it's, you know, the works is, you know, it's, it's known for Radio Gaga. It's known for I Want to Break Free, Hammer to Fall. I'd say even like Tear It Up and, and It's a Hard Life. This has always been a sleeper track for me, and I've always liked it. I've really always liked this song, and I like pretty much everything about it. I can't, you know, it's not one of those, well, apart from, you know, we, we talked about the, the production on the drums, but you sort of just end up, I've, I've kind of, I'm numb to that now because I just know this album so well. Um, what Roger's playing is fantastic. Can you always hear it? Not very well, but um, I even like the synths on this one. I think that Freddie gets those the sort of those arpeggios um, in just the right place. Doesn't overuse them. Uses them sparingly, so they're a bit more impactful. Um, I like all the pushes. Dun, 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 dun. I like all those bits. The transitions in the song are all good. You know, it's a fairly simple. I mean, one of the the biggest thing I love about it is the piano. And those big fat open chords, ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Everything about this song, man. I just, is it top, top tier queen? No. Um, is it one of the better songs from the 80s? For me, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, so I agree with all of that. And, you know, if, if anything, it, it, it reminds me a bit of, uh, do you know, Stepping Out by Joe Jackson? Reminds me quite a bit of that. Okay. Uh, and, and I mean that in, in a, like a real good way. Uh, I'm a fan of that song. Okay. Uh, yeah, the, the bass line's great. It, it, it is, it's also, uh, uh, is it, it's, it's kind of magic, kind of yeah. similar kind of, similar kind of thing. Yeah. But no, no, I, I, so it's actually really nice to have a song that I can just say that I, I really like it. I think it's a really good song. Like I think yeah. the song itself is really, really well written, really, really clever, really sang well. You're right. The, the piano line is, is great. The guitar is so good, eh? It's it's just it's brilliant. The bass is it's just it's just like they're all they're firing on all cylinders. Uh, so you know, got to have criticisms. Yeah, the the drum sound, uh, and I kind of forget who engineered it. I don't think I actually read it out this time, but um, it was Mac Ronald well, Mac. And I actually shouldn't say engineered because it's actually whoever mixed it. Okay, because I can guarantee you that whoever recorded it would have everything there, nice and close mic'd. And I guarantee at, at this level with this kind of money, and I guarantee there'd be room mics and there'd be, there'd be so many different ways they could have mixed it. Uh, and they chose to mix it that way. And that to me is, uh, it's, it's, it's really, it's a real shame. It's, 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 cause it, mm -hmm. it, it really does sort of detract a bit yeah. uh, to me. And, and like, maybe like you, so you're at the point now you've heard it so many times, just like, ah, yeah, okay, whatever the, the drums are kind of fucked, but I, I like the song and, and I suppose I would get there. Um, so yeah, so that's, so that's my major, major fault. And then uh, if, you know, if I'm being super critical, uh, they could have lopped off that last, you know, minute-esque mm -hmm. or, or, or even just ramp the outro, uh, you know, cut it down a, a titch. So I mean, it's a little bit long, but, but I mean, it's good. It's a, it's good long. So it's yeah, not, you know, exactly. it's not like we're, it's not like we're dragging nails on a chalkboard and, and hoping people will buy it. Right. So, uh, yeah. I, I, I think, and you're, and you're there again, your assessments a hundred percent. Is this the best thing Queen's ever done? No, but, uh, you know, for my dollar, it's a fucking truckload better than what we've been listening to the last <laughs> few fucking episodes. So yeah, yeah, really, really nice to hear something I like. Yeah. I mean, we, we heard too that, it, you know, and again, the things that you listen to once you start, especially when you start doing this kind of podcasting where you really sort of your ears a bit more tuned to listening for specific things. I'd never really noticed that we definitely, or we were pretty sure we heard there on the lead out, some synth bass doubling what John's yeah. playing. And it, 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 again, it's that thing of, okay, when you're going to do that, when you use synths in these places, there's a way to do it and there's a way not to do it. That's how you do it. It's just to compliment John's bass and give that section just a little bit of a change. So you're not getting mm -hmm. exactly the same thing that you were before. And I do yeah. like, like you said, the length of the outro, yeah, sure. Maybe you could trim it down by 30 seconds or something. But I quite like how it sort of, it fakes you out, right? It's like that rope a yeah. thing where you think, okay, we're just getting this now for another 30 seconds. And then Brian comes back in and just fucking, those licks he's playing in that outro are just so good. Yeah, they're really, they're really nice. And it's not, and it's not the end of the world, you know. You know, alternatively, if it was a shitty fucking song and it was five minutes, 21 seconds, you'd be like, what yeah. the? fucking hell guys like <laughs> trim this down to two and a half you know you got a fucking shitty idea and you're fucking stretching it where i think this is a really good idea yeah uh and and possibly a little stretched but you know i, I i'm not complaining yeah uh, well i guess i am a little bit but um yeah love the repeats of the intro as, as, as the bridge again i i think 
One of the things about this too is that I just the transitions between all the sections, they never feel forced. It doesn't feel like a couple of different ideas glommed together and just being sort of, yeah. well, fuck, we need to get from A to B, so we'll just, I don't know, ratatata or whatever. It yeah. all feels very natural. And of course it's Freddie, right? So of course he could write the shit out of a song. I did find a, a quote from him about this song, though. He said, in 1984, he said, when I write a song, I have in my head what the others can do, and it's used as a reference. But sometimes I do it knowing that it'll be difficult for everyone. It's my challenge. For example, I had written Keep Passing the Open Windows for the film Hotel New Hampshire, but it was finally refused, so I had to change it completely so it could be adapted to the works. So wouldn't it be interesting to hear yeah. an original take for the movie? Yeah, wouldn't it? Just to see how it, you know, because again, I mean, it is a very cinematic feeling song because it's got that, it's got some reverb on the piano and it feels, it feels large. Um, so to hear that for the original version would be, and I don't know if, you know what, listeners, if you know of that kicking around anywhere, do let us know. And you know what? It's the 40th anniversary of the works this year. So if we get a works box set, because they did release Machines as a single for some random, no unknown reason, maybe that's going to be on there. Maybe that's something that we're going to get this year. You know, it's funny too, though. It's, it's quite a simple song, really, or a simple idea anyway. You know, I mean, there's some, you know, there's, there's a few chords in it, Randy. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a few more than four chords in it. Um, but they're sort of, you know, as you call them, passing chords, or they're sort of, you know, pedal point chords or something. But feels again it feels theatrical it feels like there is more going on there than than maybe there is we didn't talk about the lyrics very much and i did want to just kind of touch them because the verses are quite long mm -hmm. um and there's sort of a two-part verse that or maybe it's a pre-chorus a verse a pre-chorus but you know do you, do you know what it's like to be alone in this world when you're down and out uh, sorry when you're down and out on your luck and you're a failure wake up screaming in the middle of the night you think it's all been a waste of time it's been a bad year pre-course you start believing everything's going to be all right next minute you're down you're flat on your back a brand new day's beginning get that sunny feeling and you're on your way so it's a very you know i mean because rock and roll sometimes is quite somber and serious and focuses on negative things i think this is a good you know just believe just keep passing the open windows it's that idea that you know if you're down or you're suffering from depression or whatever it is just keep putting one foot in front of the other and try and find a way to get through it and you know there is always light at the end of the tunnel yeah yeah it's good hey Good positive message. Well, another unanimous verdict, Randy, from us. We're both into this song. We both like it. I've always liked it. Um, but how do you think the uh, Twitterverse is going to react to this one? Oh, you know what, Kev? I think they're going to fucking like this one. There's mm. going to be a whole lot of love for this one. Uncle Randy figures. So uh, do I got to... You're trying to get me to give you my guess? Is that what you're trying to do? Is you that what's happening first, here? Randy. Yeah, you, you go oh, first on this one. Ah, I like sitting back and then just, you know, carving up my answer after I've heard yours. But... I realize that's not the way it goes, and you are the taskmaster in sort of a bit of a way, but a little more like the Alex Horn version. You apologize, I want to leave it there. Very sorry. That's all right. <laughs> I'm going to say that 75% of the people are going to like this. Fuck, I don't know if that's okay. high. It's maybe high, hey? Maybe pretty high. I don't know. Whatever. Fuck it. I'm going with it. I... You're not going to go that high. Hey, you're going to go, you're going to go 60. I'm going 90. I'm going 80, 20. You're going 80. I think this will, I think this one, I mean, I'll be, I think it'll be somewhere. I think I actually, I think it might be somewhere between, but I think it'll, I think it might crack 80, but I wouldn't be surprised. I was going to say 80 and then, and then I was like, fucking hell. I don't know. You know, these, these queen people, they're a fickle fucking group. It's not a, it's not a song I've heard very many people or I've noticed very many people complaining about or having sort yeah, of fair point. very strong negative opinions about it. So I think, but you know what? They'll come out of the woodwork. You know, they'll, they'll come out of the woodwork on the Twitters and we'll, we'll get all kinds of ridiculous reasons why, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. So, but, you know, that's the, we've got ridiculous listeners, Randy, so that's what you get when you have ridiculous listeners. Ridiculous opinions. Well, ridiculous hosts. Ridiculous hosts. Ridiculous, ridiculous podcasts. Listeners for fuck's sake. Ridiculous band. I mean, it's ridiculous all the way. It's elephants all the way down, young man. <laughs> So you'd mentioned uh, Stepping Up by George Jackson, so I just wanted to throw a little bit of the song because I, I think I know it, and I might know it once it starts, but I want you to give it a quick listen to see. Sure. Huh? Yeah? Oh, yeah, I know this song, yeah. Yeah, Joe Jackson's got, Joe got some great tunes. Oh, great fucking, yeah, great song. 
the cadence of those chords too, eh? That's what it is. That's what it kind of it's the, it's the tone of the piano and the, the way the timing of the, the way they're played. Yeah, I definitely hear that. Well, yeah. and the and the bass line, you know, stuff yeah. is not the same, but do 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 whatever. Yeah, for sure. What, what is that? Eights. Yeah, it would be eights. Yeah, so nineteen eighty two was released. So I mean, that, that everything on the radio bleeds in, and you're going to sort of pick up little bits and pieces. And think, oh, of course, I can, I can talk a little bit yeah. about that. That's good. Yeah, no, I didn't mean that as a criticism either. I think mm-hmm. it's yeah. No, no. I, well, I love I love this. I love the stepping out by Joe Jackson. I think it's a great song, and <laughs> and so is that one. So is the Queen song, whose fucking name I've already forgotten. Keep passing the open windows. Keep passing the open windows. <laughs> Rolls yeah, off the top. Okay, there you go. There's my criticism. You should have called it Windows. <laughs> Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> no Mac. Windows no Linux. No. <laughs> Keep passing the open Linux. Andy, you've just hit on something. Windows was produced by Mac. Well, oh. holy fuck. <laughs> We're in the end times. Where's Lannis Torvalds and his stupid Linux? Uh, yeah, I don't know. There we go. That's, um, is there anything else I can, I can hit you with any sort of facts or anything around it? I mean, it was on the B side. It says here of something. Thank God it's Christmas. Oh, interesting. Cool. Hmm. Which which we maybe should do as a, a bonus Christmas episode. <gasps> Next year, you mean? Um, Christmas yeah, is fucking over. Jesus has got off of his fucking sled, dropped the presents off, and he's on his way. Or is that Santa? I forget. <laughs> which one's having sex with Mrs. Claus? Is it Jesus or is it Santa? That's Jesus. Jesus. And and Santa. A three-way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 Mrs. Claus, you nasty girl. Well, Freddy could sing the phone book, couldn't he? Keep passing the open windows is exactly what the doctor ordered. I was starting to think I needed a queen-ectomy. Ooh, that does not sound pleasant at all. If I were to title this episode, I'd call it This is the Only Life for Me, or possibly Stepping Out a la Queen. We genuinely appreciate your support and engagement, so you can find us on Facebook, at Seaside Pot Review and on Twitter at Queen Seaside. We'll be back with you next week to chat about Queen.